Hello and welcome to Comic Book Fix, the new comic show from your friends on the Fix Podcast Network. I'm Sam and I'll be your host today. This week we have a mega manga special episode with special guest Andre Cole. I'm here to talk about the most important comic TV show of the 21st century, Riverdale. (laughs) We'll be discussing One Piece, The Promised Neverland, Jujutsu Kaisen, and of course this week's episode of WandaVision. Uh, let's go straight into WandaVision. So if you've tuned in for the Mega Manga special, I apologise. There are timestamps. You can skip WandaVision if you want. Um, so yesterday was episode seven. Now, uh, Andre, obviously you've never been on the cast before. No. So what have you what have you been feeling about WandaVision so far? Like one to six? Well, one to seven. Uh, I've been enjoying it a lot. It's like the goofy sitcom stuff is like great like to cut in with all the dramatic like ooh what's going on and like Wanda's inner turmoil so that kind of makes me a little bit not entirely stoked with what happened like I think what they did was good this week but part of me is like they did the least interesting thing they could have the uh, the Agnes turn yeah yeah I guess you know spoilers for the show but or doing yeah the yeah. weekly recap uh yeah so i i had seen a lot of people talking like the discourse around the show has been really exhausting uh and i i'm not engaged with it really i just see it on twitter i see little bits of really stupid takes like after the first two episodes drop someone's like i don't get the point of the show and i'm like it's two episodes what are you <laughs> what are you talking about uh and then other people like there's no big bad like what's going on I'm like and some people saying, like, what if the big bad is grief and Wanda dealing with, you know, losing her partner and her brother and all that stuff uh, that, you know, and the, her family and everything. And I think if they had stuck with like that and gone down that road, that would have been very interesting and different for Marvel, for like the MCU stuff. Mm. And, like, the presentation is different, of course, like, doing the sitcom thing and, like, going through the time periods. But to have it come out with, like, oh, and there's, like, a bad bad guy behind the scenes or bad bad girl, bad woman behind the scenes kind of makes it, like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, I see what we're doing. I'm still having fun with the show, but it is kind of dampened my enthusiasm around all of the, like, ongoing shows, maybe. Because I'm like, oh, we're just going to get into like the same kind of it's going to be the same thing, even if the presentation's a little bit different. Yeah, um, I think the interesting thing I, for me, it, it, I always thought they were going to get her back to the point of Wanda saving the world because she's got to be a character in films going forwards. Yes. And I think that's that's one of the flaws with the MCU is you can't have big character twists and turns without ruining those characters <laughs> Um, if you want to use them again and again and again and again. With ruining is the wrong term, but... I think there's a way to get through, like, to, if you want to do the, like, Wanda is the bad guy dealing with her grief, or grief is the is the villain, quote-unquote, uh, and then her, like, harnessing it or, contr- like, coming to terms with the grief and, uh, you know, moving beyond or learning to live with it without harming those around her. That, I think, that could have worked out and had her be like a strong character in the mcu going forward mm. but then they they just have to go nope it was it wasn't her actually at all she didn't do anything bad or you know maybe she did maybe she didn't we have to see more and see what's actually happening but yeah 
I mean, we do, uh, again, full spoilers here, but um, in the episode when you see the, the Agnes is behind everything. Which is a very good sequence. The, like, little intro. She lands in Westview when it's already sitcomified. Yeah. I think that what they're going to go with is that, like, yeah, Wanda did do this. She was completely responsible for it. But Agatha pushed her and manipulated her as time went on more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, the I killed Sparky. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> that was very funny. <laughs> she really had some great, like, one-liners, like, moments in that show. Like, the I actually did bite a kid once. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that stuff was like, okay, the, we know who the real star of the show is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love the, um, uh, like, I love the US office. So this being the format they chose for this one was genuinely brilliant. I'm struggling to think of what, t- like, 2010s sitcom they're going to go for. Because most 2010s sitcoms are just The Office. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's Parks and Rec. It's... Like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is just kind of... Yeah. 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 So it's, it's the one... I guess one camera. I don't even know what they call it. I, but that style of like, oh, we're gonna cut away to the interview and stuff like that. Well, they did the interesting thing where like the uh, time period stuff, like the furniture and the decor of the house was like jumping between time periods and like unbuilding yeah. itself, and so it was like, oh, is like because she expanded her powers too much? Is are things getting unstable or? You know, uh, hard to say because we didn't see like anywhere else except in Wanda's immediate vicinity. But that was kind of my yeah. thought with that stuff is she's she pushed her influence too far and is now losing control a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like you see but maybe maybe that's not it because we have Agnes there. Yeah. But also you see that like in the previous episode, the edge of town people where what like the off camera people that Wanda's been controlling but they've just mm-hmm. been, you know, hanging up the same Halloween decorations for two weeks. So, like, that it shows there's a bit of a limit. So, yeah, that I didn't even think of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought, like, yeah, when you add those two things together, I forgot about last week's. That's reveal. So, yeah, when you put those two things together, uh, it does make it seem like, oh, maybe she can't maintain this for much longer. Mm. But then, you know, what happens to Vision? What happens to the kids going forward? Yeah because they don't exist outside of this realm like the kids are they somebody else's kids that she's messing with yeah that's i mean mm, mm. she's she's very powerful yeah i think that the interesting thing is that like obviously i know where elements of this story are from and where they go in the old comics canon but um not knowing what they're going to take and what they're going to not. Because, like, we read the Vision yeah. uh, comic back in, like, the very, very early days of Gaming Fix. Yeah. And, like, they've taken a lot of elements there. Like, the dog Sparky is from the Vision. They had yeah. a dog that died and everyone got real upset about it. Yeah. Um. So it's thinking about what they're going to take and what they're going to not from, like, Billy and Tommy's story and, like, Wanda and Vision's mm-hmm. story. Yeah. But then also, um, the very interesting thing for me is that I know nothing about Agatha Harkness. Like, I oh. ve- I know the name, but I know nothing. Like, I've never read anything with her in. I think mm-hmm. she's like X-Men villain. Okay. Oh, witch. interesting. Okay. I'm surprised. I thought you would have known all about her. <laughs> what kind of what kind of second-rate podcast am I coming on? <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, re- I've revealed. But yeah, no, I knew the name. I knew okay. she was a mm-hmm. witch. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe if you had known Agnes might have given it away, do you do you feel? Oh, there's loads and loads of hints. So if you knew if you knew more about Agatha beforehand, do you think you would have been able to like put two and two together and be like, oh, here's what I think is happening? So I don't like. I've always thought that Agnes was weird. Like Agnes was something. Agnes was different. My original theory, I think when I posted, I posited a theory on the first one or two episodes that she was Wanda's subconscious defending Wanda. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that was my, that was my original theory was that like, she's kind of like the red blood cell, white blood cell even in Mm -hmm. Wanda's Westview Mm -hmm. that is there to protect her. Yeah. Um, and like guide her through the town. But as time went on and she seemed to be outside of the influence, mm. like there's the scene in the 80s bit of the show where she's like drinking the glass of whiskey um, sat on the counter, which didn't really like jibe with that episode. Mm. There seemed to be lots of evidence that she wasn't under Wanda's control. Yeah. She always seemed weird. And also she, um, Jeff pointed out in our episode, that she always wears like a brooch with a Grim Reaper on it. Oh, I did not notice that. Yeah, I think it's a trademark like accessory of the character Agatha Harkness. Oh. And also Agatha Harkness, basically, if you smush those words together, it's Agnes. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So like given that if you had known more about Agatha Harkness, would do you think you would have been able to tell like Agnes... Agatha Harkness, this magic lady, maybe. I think they telegraphed that really well. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting in a show that is very subtle. Mm-hmm. They've telegraphed things for people who know stuff. So if you know, like, if you know about Billy and Tommy, mm-hmm. you can see the clothes they're wearing and you're like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. If you know about, like, who Pietro is, you can see the Halloween costume he wears yeah. and be like, oh, that's awesome. If you paid attention to the weird stuff with Quicksilver in movies in the last, you know, decade or whatever it was, how, whenever Age of Ultron and Days of Future... Was it Days of Future Past with that he was in? I don't even remember. Yeah, they were the same year, I think, or roughly the same time. Yeah, like, you know, that weird stuff. Like, that was a really cool reveal. Like, apparently, like, that leaked, but I didn't see any of that stuff so that was that was very cool yeah i i didn't i i I had heard it leaked but like even you know with my job i had not seen it Mm -hmm. so that was really smart uh one one thing we haven't even touched on on this episode is monica yeah and her her powers unlocking or you know awakening uh who what is uh, what is monica's like superhero moniker if she has one does she? So, I mean, my, I guess mild future spoilers somewhat, I guess. I don't know. Um, so she's the second Captain Marvel in the comics. Oh, okay. So when Captain... When or second Ms. Marvel, I can't remember. She's She is Marvel affiliated. Okay. Um, she now goes by Photon. Okay. Oh, yeah. I see Captain Marvel, Photon, Pulsar, Daystar, Scepter, Lady of Light, Monica Marvel, Sun Goddess, Spectrum. Yeah, they don't. Um, she doesn't keep hold of an identity. Um, a lot of minor characters, um, especially characters who are also minorities, re- are reinvented every like five years to try and make them cool and relevant mm-hmm. without 
a real understanding of why the character is good or cool or relevant and mostly by white writers. Sure. Um, comics are problematic. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Not like manga, which this episode is all about. Yes. Zero, zero problems there. Yeah. Weirdly, uh, the thing that I've been discussing has like the least problematic content, I think, of anything I've ever read in manga. Um, and it's about children. But yeah, so um, I I have to say I really enjoyed this episode. It's not. I still think my favorite is the is episode five, like the first one where they mixed the outside and the inside world, mm-hmm. and we started to see more of things kind of pulling apart. Yeah, um, the one that ends with with Pietro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that w- that was a good moment. I also thought he was completely gone. So when he turned up in the post credit sequence, that was cool. There are post credit sequences on this show. Just this episode. Okay. Well, the credits are like seven minutes long. Like, I don't got time for that. Yeah. I always watch the, like, it's after the mid-credits. So, okay. like, mm-hmm. after the fancy-looking bit. Okay. We'll have to go back and check that out. Basically, um, the uh, Monica goes to Agnes's house and opens the basement door. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and... She sees some like flashing purple lights, and then Pietro turns up. Pietro's working with Agnes. Yeah, yeah, which we got from the the little like Agnes intro. Yeah, and like how much of a dick he was last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very interested to see what they do with with Pietro and whether they follow through on the fact that he is Peter Maximoff from the X Men films or. They're just like, no, it was just a cool casting moment to make you think that. Well, so you were saying that maybe Agatha Harkness is involved with the X-Men somehow, maybe an X-Men villain. Is that the teacher of Wanda Maximoff? So, like, Wanda, Wanda's, like, X-Men affiliated as well. Yeah. So that would, that would make sense. Then you got the X-Men with the, with the Pietro, like, that, that whole, like, tie-in starts to make more sense if you've got Agnes and Quicksilver from the X-Men movies. It looks like she's actually more related to Fantastic Four. Oh, what? So, rather than X-Men. Okay, well, that that doesn't uh, that doesn't track that. Well, then Reed Richards is going to show up any day now and save the day, right? I mean, that would be great. I would love that. They've been teasing a uh, Mandalorian finale-style cameo. Um, for WandaVision. And everyone was like, oh, well, obviously it was, it was Evan Peters. And uh, Elizabeth Olsen was like, no, it's not. It's still coming. Uh, okay. If if it is, <clears throat> if it is uh, Reed Richards. It's Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. <laughs> Wanda's real dad. <laughs> who then, who, who, okay, it's I- Ian McKellen. Then who ends up as Sue, Sue Storm? <laughs> Uh, well, no, I mean, my 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 uh, my casting for Sue Storm. Well, my casting has actually changed very recently. So previously, it was Jim from The Office, um, John Krasinski, John Krasinski, and Emily Blunt as Reed Richards and Sue Storm. Those okay. were my right. those were my picks. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now I think um, Ryan Eggold from New Amsterdam would be like he was in the Blacklist as well. Did you watch the Blacklist? Nope. Okay, so Ryan Eggold, he, in New Amsterdam, he basically plays Reed Richards. Um, the the character's, like, absorbed in his job, cannot, like, 
doesn't pay enough attention to his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, he's ignoring his own health problems. Mm-hmm. He basically plays like a very slightly softer, nicer Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. So okay. I feel like that. I feel like he would be very, very good as Reed. Okay. Uh, and they like to get TV actors and people that aren't super popular um, so they can lock them down for more movies. So kind of makes sense to me. Um, I don't really have a casting for Sue Storm, honestly. Okay. Well, they, I mean, yeah, that's... But uh, that doesn't... Ryan Eggle doesn't sound like a a Luke skywalker as. But I guess it wasn't, oh, it's... It wasn't the actor that was the thing. It was who it was. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Well, like I was saying, I think it's going to be Magneto. I think it'd be, uh, what's his face? Fassbender or McKellen. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. I, I could see McKellen because like, it's like modern day. Yeah. And modern day Magneto is McKellen, but yeah, that would, that would be very good. That would be, mm. I think it's probably Benedict Cumberbatch though. Like, (laughs) If oh, we're being no. realistic. What? Oh, no, come on. That's it's probably just Doctor Strange turns up. Boring. And he has to like kick the he has to kick Agatha Harkness and uh, Pietro back to their reality, their X-Men reality. That would be cool. Because Fox owned Fantastic Four, and if she's a Fantastic Four affiliated character, maybe that means that uh maybe that means that she is from the X-Men universe. Maybe. However, we've talked a lot about WandaVision. Um, this is a manga episode. Yeah. Let's talk about some <laughs> manga vision. No, let's just talk about manga. Um, so you've been reading Jujutsu Kaisen. And I don't know oh, if yeah. I pronounced that right. Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, it is a story uh, like most shonen anime about a, a high school boy who has some ridiculous powers and has to fight people to save the earth, save the world. Uh, So Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, the students go to Jujutsu High School where they learn to control curses. Uh, And curses are kind of like, uh, like, have you ever played Persona? I certainly have. (laughs) Uh, think about the way like palaces or like people like the dungeons and persona kind of or like, you know, or the persona themselves, um, how they kind of born of people's worries and, uh, you know, anger and all their emotions. That's the idea behind curses and Jujutsu Kaisen. Hmm. They are, um, you know, the in, you've got like places like high schools where people were bullied are going to have a bunch of curses or like. They'll band together and become more powerful or hospitals, prisons, things like that. And there are people uh, who can wield curses, whether like they have been cursed or something like that. You know, people get curses different ways. They're passed down through bloodlines and or, you know, a traumatic event happens. Someone curses you. Then you've got a curse and you can if you learn to use it, you can fight other curses and that is what people learn to do at Jujutsu High School. Uh, this, uh, so there are, before the manga starts, there were like four, like, kind of like world setting issues with this guy. Oh, what was his name? Uh, I, have to, I have to look up the list of characters because I can't remember. Uh, I, oh, uh, Yuta Okotsu, who was when he was like a junior high school student his girlfriend 
or like childhood friend like proposed to him basically right and then was immediately almost immediately run over killed and uh that led to yuka right yuka i'm already forgetting like this doesn't they don't stick in my head yet yuta getting uh cursed and basically unable to control the power of his girlfriend uh rika who would basically if anyone like messed with him bullied him she like shoved like four bullies into like one tiny locker she didn't kill anyone but they were all like extremely hurt (laughs) and so uh and like they're like super powerful there's all sorts of different uh you know grades and stuff and some of the classmates that uh yuta has in these uh early four chapters are um toge inumake Inumaki, who only speaks using ingredients for onigiri, like uh, rice balls. Right. So he'll just be like uh, tuna, tuna mayonnaise, uh, leaf mustard, sesame seeds. That's like all he says in response. Eventually you find out why, but like that's – he's just like fish flakes. That's like his response is just – that's all he says. Uh, and you you learn why and it's like, okay, okay, I guess. Um <laughs> And let's, uh, he's got, there's, is, is it Zen? It's Maki Zenin. They have Maki and then Inumaki. It's like, so I'm like, why would you do this? There are two characters who are in like the same class and you gave them like basically, you know, very similar name. Mm. Uh, one's got more sound, but so it's like, that was part of, I was like, wait, who were we talking about when I was first starting to read it? But uh, Maki is a like kind of the like tools expert. She uses weapons and stuff like that. And then the third classmate is uh, just a panda that can speak. Okay. And like <laughs> is like can like fight. It's like it's like you know like anthropomorphized, I guess. But it's it's just a panda. I'm assuming we'll get backstory on the panda eventually. Uh, but that's also their name is just Panda. Cool. I mean, that's easy to remember at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was like the first like four, like four chapters, but it's like 200 pages. They kind of do these one, like one shots, limited runs to like hype up like a comic before mm. it comes out. Like they've done that recently with, or like I guess like two years ago with Burn the Witch uh, from Tite Kubo, the One Piece, or not One Piece, the uh, Bleach author. He's the Bleach guy. Yeah, Bleach guy. And so they did like a couple issues of that. And then I, I think they're making Burn the Witch into like a serial. I'm not entirely sure. They made an OVA out of it apparently, which was very good. Uh, yeah, I, I saw it was well received. It was, it's a, it's a neat, uh, neat thing. And like you should read it. Uh, if you read it on the Shonen Jump app, where you can read all the manga we're talking about today for $2 a month. Yeah, which is insane value. Like, especially... And you get... It's backlogs. Like, you can read all of Dragon Ball. You can read all of Naruto, One Piece, which we'll talk about later. Like, yeah, years and years of comics. Like, decades of comics. Yeah, thousands upon thousands of chapters. Um, each chapter is, like, not that's dissimilar from the size of like an individual comic issue and like it's like we said it's yeah it's two bucks a month um and you also get like a chapter a week for a lot of uh manga i I mean yeah these are 
uh, manga generally or weekly. Like some of them, like One Piece right now, kind of fluctuates between bi-weekly and weekly, depending mm. on how fast they can get stuff done. Uh, I don't know if like Corona had anything to do with it, but yeah, like One Piece just hit over a thousand at the beginning of the year, and they're like sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's two weeks. And you never know. Like the next one hits the next week, and like the last one was last week. Yeah, it was two weeks in a row last week. So. Uh, but anyway, uh, so now in the once the the manga started proper, there's a new character, Yuji Itadori, who is kind of like a weirdly strong and fast regular high school student. I assume once again we'll get a backstory on why he's special because there always is like, oh, here's why this person's special. Yeah, it wasn't just like random happenstance, um, but. He's, like, part of the occult club at his high school because Japanese high school are all about clubs. Like, 80% of students are in a club. It's very rare to not be in a club. Um, but So he's in the occult club, and they find – this is, like, the first issue. They find some secret occult item. Turns out it's a finger. There's, like, curses going on, and he has to save his friends. He eats the finger because he's like, oh, you want this finger? Well, I'm going to eat it. Because I just heard it's going to, like, give me – it'll make me stronger, basically. Right. Uh, and then turns out that the finger belonged to a super powerful demon named Sukuna. And by eating the finger, he like, basically – Sukuna, like, inhabited his body. Mm. And he can tap into those powers. But, like, to tap into those powder, powers, Sukuna needs to take over his body. Yeah. But Yuji can, like, suppress him which it shouldn't be possible basically uh so classic manga setup someone's mm. got powers and they you know inexplicably they have to uh learn how to use them and so there's some cool shit there yeah i i i've looked up looked it up a little bit i very much like that jujutsu kaisen uh, literally translates to sorcery fight mm-hmm. yeah they're all called sorcerers yeah that's uh that's like what they're called uh, I just like how like every Shonen Jump like series is like very literal, uh, so it's like mm-hmm. yeah, sorcery fight, demon slayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, they all. I think one of the things I like about uh, this manga and like about One Piece, which again we'll talk about later, mm. and kind of our kind of moving things above Dragon Ball. Like Dragon Ball is number one in my heart because of nostalgia, but. And the fact that everyone has such different abilities yeah. is very cool. Like no no one person, at least so far, has like the same like kind of moveset. Like in Dragon Ball, everyone like everyone's shooting energy blasts yeah. and like the thing they say is different, but and maybe they got a different fighting style or like they look different, but for the most part everyone's just like doing martial arts. Yeah. And here you've got people with swords. You've got a panda who does like martial arts. Uh, you've got a guy whose eyes let him do real wild stuff. Um, and then you've got you know Unumaki, who I'll just kind of spoil his thing a little bit. Is he's got like cursed? Has it cursed words? I can't remember. Basically, his words he can say like "get crushed," and then whoever he is directed directed that at will be literally crushed. Uh, so he can use his words to hurt people, which is why he only speaks using rice ball ingredients. 
So there you go. That, yeah. Is so he doesn't hurt anybody is harmless. That's funny. Uh, yeah. So like stuff like that. I'm only 10 issues in to like the comic proper, but I'm I'm already like really enjoying the variation in like techniques and abilities and uh, stuff like that. It's it's really cool. Yeah, it sounds uh, it sounds really good. It's one of the ones that, like um, the author. I had his name here. It, the guy who wrote it is Gege Akutami. Yeah, Gege Akutami. So yeah, I had uh, he in an interview was like, yeah, I really like Neon Genesis Evangelion. So I wanted to make like a shonen that had influences from there. Um, and he also was saying he loves like Hunter by Hunter X Hunter. Well, it's just Hunter Hunter, isn't it? Yeah, he's like he's he's referring to characters as being like Thanos from Avengers, uh, <laughs> and a lot, a lot of people have said like, yeah, uh, this 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 comic is very very like Bleach, and I loved um, I loved the first like hundred episodes of Bleach that I watched. Um, I just I that was the last manga I read was I read all of Bleach because I never found out how it actually ended um, and so like you know if I'm in for more of that that's another one where everyone's fighting with a sword but people have like different special abilities that are like vastly different yeah uh, so I'm I'm appreciating the like the differences and abilities and stuff that you know people bring because I, I love me some shonen uh, yeah. and you know the all the tropes and whatnot but Give me, give me some different stuff going down, going down. <laughs> hmm. Now, uh, while while we're on different stuff, um, so I've been reading, and I'm like 17 chapters away from finishing it. Uh, I really wanted to push through and finish it, but didn't have time today. Um, I've been reading a manga called The Promised Neverland. This is also on the Shonen Jump app. Um, so, do you do you know anything about the Promised Neverland? Uh, I know it's got some kids, and from what you've said, it takes place over like a year, two years. Yeah. So, okay, all the all of the characters, most of the main characters are eleven year old to, to kind of twelve year old kids. Um, yep, they standard manga. Yep. <laughs> uh, they live in an orphanage um, where they have one caretaker who they call Mum. Mom, mm-hmm. in the American style, um, and they, you know, they want for nothing. They have like lovely, clean white clothes. They have lots soft beds. They are given lessons in the morning, and they play in the afternoon. Um, and you know, they get to choose the things they want to do. Like they want to learn more. They want to play more. They, you know, all this sort of stuff. And they get like gourmet food served to them three times a day. So now these kids, they're in this and and like the whole first kind of opening of it is very foreboding. Of course. So you ha- you have this kind of lovely place to be. And then, uh, you know, one of the characters is kind of talking about it and they're like they're narrating it a little bit. And they're like, oh, every so often somebody will get um, adopted and that's really cool because they get to go and live with a real family. But, you know, they'll always be family to us. And then, so, I mean, this is really like spoilers. This is what happens in, like, the very, very opening of the book, like the first couple of chapters. So one of the girls who's being adopted 
um, she leaves her favorite toy behind, and the two two of the main characters, Emma and Norman, are like, "Oh, she left her um, bunny rabbit. Let's go and give it to her." So they go to the gate to leave the orphanage. None of them have ever left, and they're not allowed to go to the gate. It's against the rules. But they go to the gate because they're like, "Is it like uh, I'm going to guess what happens at the gate?" Do they open the gate and there's like some spell and they live in a hellscape? No. And if they've been illusion, there's an illusion to make them. Okay, there's no illusion to make them think they live in a nice place. No. So they do live in a horrible, horrible place. They do live in a lovely, nice place. Okay. However, they get to the gate and um, they find like there's just like a truck there. And they look in the back of the truck and the girl is dead. And there's a, a flower growing from her corpse. Nice job, 47. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh my god, this is this is horrible. She's dead. And then um, they hear people coming and they hide under the truck. And like non-human feet come past. And they see these like giant, like disgusting looking slobbering demons. Um, and they're like, they turn to the mom and they're like, oh, thanks very much for this week's shipment. Um, do you know when the next one's going to be? So, uh, and they also, they talk about how they really want to eat the child, but they're not allowed to because she's special. Hmm. So that's kind of the really basic setup is that they come back home from this thing and they're like, okay, so this isn't an orphanage. This is a farm. We're being bred for food. Um, what do we do? And that's kind of the concept of the the, the book. Um, a, a large, large chunk of it is like, so the, the thing that I think that's really interesting and makes it really different is that the characters, because they're all like 11 year olds, they, they can't physically compete with a 12 foot tall demon. They can't even physically compete with their mom. No. Who is this very insidious, like, professor moriarty style figure mm-hmm. um, and it reminds me a lot of death note in okay. that a lot of the tension in death note was like does he know that i know that he knows this mm-hmm. okay and a lot of it is like the the mom can't really do anything because the children are important and they need to be shipped out for food yeah so she can't just like kill them yeah um and she can't like just lock them in a room because it'll ruin like they'll they'll get like upset and their their meat will spoil. Mm. So she God. has to like she has to like let them try and escape mm. but also try to foil them in the process of it. Mm. Um it's really, really smart. Uh, it's very, very much like Holmes and Moriarty, like L and Lights from Death mm-hmm. Note. Mm-hmm. Like this mental uh, this kind of mental battle. Um, uh, I'm I'm really really enjoying it. I'm I'm very close to the end. Um, it was uh, I I was watching a, a video on it recently uh, because it's it's finished now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the YouTube video was like, oh yeah, um, he had to cut it short. Mm. So they had to cut. Uh, he basically was like, I can tell the story I want to tell in a minimum this amount of time and so they're like okay you have that amount of time so they let him finish um so the it's by uh kao shirai i don't know if i've pronounced that right um 
I wouldn't. Uh, I would suggest not reading too deep into the Wikipedia because it spoils something that they don't tell you for like a hundred chapters, okay. like pretty much straight up. Well, I read the. I read the plot. Uh, I, I saw some things, but I'll. I'll go ahead and read. Uh, go ahead and read this because it sounds intriguing. Yeah, the the plot is basically what I've I've gone through, mm-hmm. and then the the setting is the huge spoiler. So yeah, if yeah. you can ignore the setting, you're all right. Um, yeah, so the, the, he he was. Uh, you could tell very very quickly the point where they were like, "Hey, hurry up," mm-hmm. because the first hundred chapters covers about three months of in world time, and then the next five chapters cover about eighteen months. So uh, you can tell he was told to speed it up. Hmm. Um, it is still good, um, but I do wish that maybe we'd got, got like a slightly different pace. I feel like if he'd been given an extra like 50 to 100 chapters, he could have really gone into some of the characters because you meet some characters and then they die like 20 or 30 chapters later. And it kind of doesn't you're not as attached to them as you could have been if he'd been able to do what he really wanted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would really recommend it. It's oh. really different. Okay, cool. Do you, do you ever find out what was up with the flower? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. You find that out, like, not super quickly, um, but like, like the second major arc... Okay. You find, like, they kind of discuss it. And, like, it, it, it's, like, kind of a background thing that is that is kind of discussed a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically, like, the demon religion is, is all about these flowers. All right. All right. Well, I, I will totally check that out. Because uh, once I finish JJK. Yeah. Well, it's short. It's just a bit longer than JJK. It's 184 chapters. Mm. Um, but that's I, fully finished, whereas mm-hmm. JJ is ongoing. Yeah, probably. I imagine. <laughs> uh, I, I would imagine they're going for like bleach length, five hundred chapters, sort of thing with that sort of may, uh, maybe sort of like well, bleach is weird because like uh, I, we don't have to get super deep into it, but like Kubo got like basically was like I'm not into this anymore, and like the quality dropped off like a lot, um, mm. and so it got canceled because like the like it just wasn't popular anymore. Um, yeah, they, they kind of picked up on the uh, like in the back half, I think, or not the back half, like the like last arc, I think, was pretty good. Yeah, and they're actually making that into an anime. Like they're animating that because it never got made um, in the anime. Mm. But uh, it'd be, yeah, I hope they they keep it like uh, quality over that time and don't like you know they have more fun writing it than Kubo did because Kubo. I think was eyes on record saying like he just, he likes drawing but he's not like crazy about like doing like the story like the weekly the weekly grind mm. basically but uh yeah hopefully he uh gets that together and has like burn the witch has some neat ideas there's like dragons and shit it takes place in London ooh and then a pl- a place called Reverse London <laughs> um, okay I'm into this which is neat you you should read it it's like four like fifty page comics uh it's good cool it's on and it's it's on the shonen jump app excellent highly recommended the shonen jump app everyone in case you uh can't wear that already yeah um speaking of uh long-running series so we have both 
read One Piece. So I've read the first 100 chapters, which is the first arc. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, whereas like the first, the first saga. Yeah, the East Blue saga. It is a saga of sagas. I'm looking at the One Piece wiki. <laughs> sea of Survival, the Super Rookies saga. Excellent. Uh, yeah. So you are a hundred issues in. I have read ten times that, <laughs> and am and am current. <laughs> Took me all of 2020, but I am current with One Piece. So, um, well, One Piece is is the juggernaut in shonen manga. Um, it's been the most popular manga on the Shonen Jump list every year, apart from 2020, in the last like 30 years. Um, Demon Slayer beat I it mean, last year. It's, it's not. It's not that old, but <laughs> it's like uh, it's eighty nine. It's, it's, it's it? over a decade. Nineteen eighty nine. Over a. De- is it? A key, yeah, maybe. I think it came out in eighty nine. Uh, but um, no, while Andre no, looks that up, since ninety, since ninety seven. Ninety seven. I mean, okay, it's, twenty it's, years. Yeah, twenty years. Yeah, has it's, been the it's most over popular. two decades. Yeah, it's over two decades. But yes, like it, like that. Dragon Ball, Naruto were, and then Bleach for a little bit. Bleach was most popular for a little bit but like one piece like ended up on top yeah and it's still going and it's still very popular yeah it's by uh ichiro oda um so uh, uh it basically the concept is um it is a pirate world so yep it's the golden age well the golden age of pirates yeah the golden age of pirates started because gold roger uh was like Hey, uh, the king of the pirates! If you find my if you find my treasure, the one piece, you'll become king of the pirates. And so everyone's like, "I want to be king of the pirates," mm. and is off to sail the seas and find the one piece. Because he left all of the one piece is that he left all his treasure in one piece, isn't it's, it? Like, it? It is. Well, I, nobody knows. Nobody knows what. Well, some people know what it is. Oh, it's the but MacGuffin. W- w- we don't know what it is. The reader doesn't know what it is. It is his treasure is called the One Piece. Hmm. It's nobody. There is in it. If you find it, you're king of the pirates. Nobody knows what it is. Uh, at least no no reader knows what it is. Maybe people have theorized, but I haven't like looked deep into that stuff. But yeah, so far in the story, I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. A thousand issues in, and I have no idea what the One Piece actually is. <laughs> I there I got some more like story stuff uh, recently about like Gold Roger um, and like his last his last like few years, but yeah. So our our hero in One Piece is Monkey D. Luffy, who is a scrappy uh, island boy who, as a young child unwittingly eats a devil fruit which is one of the like the signature items of the series Mm. devil fruit gives you powers um every every fruit is different there's only one at a time uh fruit can a devil fruit can reappear if it's like master if you want to call it that if the person with its power dies the fruit can reappear but there is only one person with any one devil fruit power at a time and can you eat uh, more than one devil fruit? Um, I don't believe so. I no one has, and there are definitely people who have had the opportunity. Mm. So, I don't think so. And if you eat a devil fruit, 
you cannot swim. It takes away your ability to swim. You would just sink like a rock. And you like you uh, lose your will is, to live in water, isn't it? Like that's one of the things that like, uh, comes up like in, in seawater. It's 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 seawater specifically. Hmm. Uh, like you just you can't like yeah you can't function and like that becomes like they kind of harness the power of the sea into like stone and they use that as like handcuffs and like cells for the pirates and devil fruit users that's very funny and uh luffy's power is the the gum gum fruit the rubber it's the is it the rubber rubber no it's the gum gum fruit and basically it made him a rubber man he can stretch his body yeah yeah he's reed richards uh, basically uh and yes for our comic yes. book audience uh, he, he is Mr. Fantastic, uh, except not as smart. <laughs> I like um, how he's, like, just dumb, but funny, and, oh. like, doesn't care about it. I mean, yeah, he's, you know, he's classic shonen protagonist who's oblivious and just, like, I'm going to do my thing, and I am fully committed to my ideals, and no matter what, no matter what danger it puts any anyone in, because he's totally fearless. And he's the leader of his crew, so he, you know, what he says goes. Uh, I he really says, like. We're, we're going to ride, you know, we're going to ride this waterfall. Uh, they're going to ride the waterfall. I like um, my favorite Luffy moment is probably um, uh, one of my friends watched the One Piece anime and was like, "Oh yeah, that's like one of the most iconic moments." Is when uh, Nami is crying in the street in the like our long uh section of east blue and like he's like well do, do, do you want my help like i if you want my help i'll help you and she's like yes please i need your help and then he just turns around and all the crew are stood there waiting for him like sanji is smoking zolo's sharpening his sword mm-hmm. and he's like all right we're going and he just punches a hole in the wall and is like mm-hmm. you i want to fight you <laughs> <laughs> yep uh yeah he he is he's just like i want the biggest baddest person you have and i'm gonna kick their ass right now yeah. uh it's it's very good uh and like the first hundred issues are very much table setting it is hmm. here is here is here is your crew uh and then like the story actually starts in like once they get into the grand line which is where all the serious pirating is done and like where anyone who is anyone is like going through and then there's the new line which is where the real shit starts uh (laughs) like you know it's there's like a time skip at some point and like then you know lots of interesting stuff happens like the lead up to the time skip is like so so good uh so powerful and then each each arc is very distinct because again I was talking about with JJK how everyone has really unique abilities and because of the gum gum or the devil fruit everyone in One Piece has really unique abilities yeah that they can like you know ev- like the way they have to fight isn't just oh I need to get stronger and beat this guy like a Dragon Ball or something yeah. like that it's I need to think okay this is their power how can I overcome their power yeah. And what 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 strategy can I use and like outside influence? There's some really clever stuff that goes on with that. Yeah, I love um, like when Luffy's fighting um, uh, Buggy, the mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the Chop Chop clown. Yep, yep, uh, the Chop Chop fruit. Uh, I like when they go 
they they do the the um they go back in time the like the flashback and they show you that buggy always looked like a clown like it's not yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the devil fruit made him into a chop chop clown oh no he just no. has a yeah, big no. red nose and like, a very no, white he, face he was always buggy the clown and he got the chop chop fruit and just the chop chop fruit lets him like divide his body basically however he sees fit and like his head can like fly around independent of his body and stuff it's very silly yeah and uh, the buggy will stick around for quite a while i can imagine because there's been like the, the like the mid chapter like the chapter mm-hmm. covers have like yes. buggy on an island with like no torso mm-hmm. just like two legs and arms and a head walking around yeah <laughs> the rayman yeah. uh it's yes uh buggy buggy does play into the story more later on and it's always fun to see him pop up my assumption is obviously like shanks is obviously very important uh because of the the reverence with which everyone talks about him when luffy's like oh yeah i know captain shanks so and like you've only seen him once in the first hundred chapters Right, so like after after like Luffy like leaves the island because like he's at the beginning, but yeah. so you you okay, so you and then saw Hawkeye him, goes like, to see him. Yeah, right. Okay, and that's when you see yeah, him again. I, yeah, so Hawkeye goes to see him. Like, still a thousand chapters in, he's been in a little bit, like <laughs> a little bit. I'm, but I think he's like the next major arc. I think. Ooh. I hope. Well, it's um, uh, Oda has said he he has an end in mind for One Piece now, doesn't he? That was one of the reasons I decided he's, to start he's, reading. But also, <laughs> he's also been saying that for like years. He's been like, "Oh, it's gonna end in like two years, like five years ago." So, like, and like you know, I'm not like, "Oh, this needs to end," or like, "It's not good," or "It's dragging." Like, it's still fun, and like. Power, like seeing the new powers of like people as they come in is like holy shit and there are so many like loose ends to tie up mm-hmm. that like like they've got all these parts that are coming together like they've got like this really interesting class warfare uh, thing going on on the side that right. i'm waiting for to like to come more into like the main view um so yeah because like interestingly the monarchs tend to actually be good people in one piece uh and then every and you'll actually start to see that in the next arc that's coming up mm. but the monarchs tend to be good people and then everyone else is like there's a lot of people like trying to usurp the throne and then luffy like reinstating them uh, right. because they're actually the ones who are good for the people which i'm like oh, i don't know but then there's like this class warfare on the other side where there's like an even higher caste called the celestial dragons who are just really rich people who are like intense assholes hmm. uh so yeah that's good stuff too yeah yes, I, i'm looking forward to reading more yeah it takes me it t- took me like a weekend to read the first hundred um mm-hmm. just because uh it's uh, reading manga is something that's very easy to do whilst hanging out with my kid yes like if he's just playing happily by himself i could just pick up this tablet and read a bit of manga because he doesn't seem to be doesn't seem to care about my tiny android manga tablet but he does care about <laughs> my ipad he loves the ipad and won't leave it alone Uh oh, you um, have an expensive kid there yeah exactly <laughs> um 
Well, I'm super looking forward to reading some more. I wanted to, like, I was like, oh, I'll just read, like, a third of Promised Neverland, and then I'll get back into mm-hmm. um, One Piece. And then that third was, like, a huge cliffhanger, like, right in the middle of an arc. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, I have to see where this is going. And uh, then I was like, well, I can just finish it. I'll finish it before this weekend, and I'll talk about whether it uh-huh. ends well or not. Um, so uh-huh. I guess stay tuned to my Twitter account if you want to see whether it ends well or not, because I'll probably post some tweets about it. Um, I have heard that some people were dissatisfied with the ending. So, I mean, every popular comic kind of has that. Um, yeah. I think the thing with One Piece as well is that it's sticking around is very good for, for Jump because there's nothing to replace it right now. Because the, yeah. the My Hero guy has hinted that My Hero is ending in mm-hmm. the nearish future. Mm. and Demon Slayer is done. Yep. Chainsaw Man is moving to Jump Plus, the, the online version. Mm. Um, Haikyuu is done. Like, mm-hmm. the top ten... Somebody, somebody was tweeting the other day that of the top ten manga of 2020, only three are continuing in 2021. Mm. Um, Interesting. Well, Promise Neverland is done. So that's why there's a load mm. of new stuff at the moment. Um mm. And there's a load of comedy stuff because a load of their comedy manga just ended mm-hmm. fairly recently. Mm. Um, so I'm going to try and read some of the new stuff. I wanted to read finished stuff or- originally. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm going to try and read some of the new stuff in the near future and probably talk about that on the pod. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I was looking up because th- what you were just talking about had me curious about Burn the Witch. Mm. And apparently they're doing a serialized continuation with a seasonal release schedule. And they've done the first season in from August to September. So I wonder if that'll be the next season. Uh, yeah. Is August to September this year, maybe? I don't know. There's no uh, news on that. But hmm. uh, yeah, I, yeah, I've thought about watching like the anime for like One Piece, but with it being... Mm. <laughs> uh so long i'm just like you know what it's 800 episodes uh, i think i mean yeah and it's you know it's not it's not current like you know it's it's close to current but you know there's filler yeah. and that's 20 minutes where i could take four minutes to read a manga or whatever yeah um but yeah and it's but i ha- like what you're saying with like the cliffhanger and promise neverland like i have such an issue putting down like you know the ipad when it's time to like go to bed i'm just like i can just read another chapter It'll be four minutes and then, you know, it's like not really a cliffhanger, but it's like, oh, I want to know what happens next at least. And then, you know, 30 minutes later, I'm like, oh, uh, an hour later, I got to go to sleep. It's 1 a.m. But (laughs) it's it's good fun. And that's, I think, the best thing I could say about One Piece is it's just it's really fun. Uh, there are some problematic elements. Uh, like it is a shonen anime that has a lot of like pervy jokes and like characters who are obsessed with like seeing women naked, which is like okay, come on. They're all they're all adults, but uh, or you know at least young adults. Uh, almost full. They're full adults after the time skip, but it's still like <laughs> uh, you know. There's no like uh, as far as I remember. There's no like. There's no fan service. There's no, eh, there's a, a little bit, but there's no like adult on child creeping. Like it's all mm. like relative, same age, like, uh, you know, obnoxiousness. So at least the, that, that was one of the things that I, w- 
I was really prepared for with Promise Neverland mm-hmm. was that there would be something creepy, mm-hmm. but there's just nothing That's good. at all. There's no creepiness whatsoever. There's like, there's no, um, yeah, there's no, there's not even any hint of romance mm. in the show really between any of the characters. Apart, like, there's one character who, in a flashback, has a romantic intention for another character. And it's like literally that that that's not they are a major character, but they're not in it for a huge amount of time. It's it's super interesting. I was just expecting it to be a little bit pervy and to have to deal with it. Oh, um, but no. actually, the author of uh, let's see, the author of Promise Neverland is a woman. And oh, that is a. I am really sorry, everybody. Uh, that is a pen name. Uh, and nobody knows their real name uh, or date of birth, and they wear a helmet like Yoko Taro. Oh, look them up. It's like a motorcycle uh, helmet. Uh, yeah, I guess everybody should look that up. The masks and helmets are a huge part of the story in Promised Neverland as well. Uh, maybe like um, the the picture I've got here has like a comedian I'm familiar with. Uh, so maybe this yeah. isn't like I don't know what their whole like their regular steel is because if I look up if you look up the author you find this one picture or maybe two pictures with them in it from like the same like promo shoot <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's interesting but yeah, yeah. like uh, so there's a lot more popular uh, sh- like manga like shonen manga from women uh, authors lately it seems like demon slayer is uh is written by a woman too yeah the main character of um promised neverland is a girl mm-hmm. um but yeah um no i had absolutely no idea that the, that it was a woman um obviously it's hard to uh, i should have done more than 10 seconds research probably <laughs> but uh so apologies everyone and to uh Kao Shirai, but uh yeah we should probably uh we should probably cut there after my embarrassing mistake um <laughs> yeah, we can finish the podcast do you have any um do you have any other um manga you've been thinking about reading or your um you have read that you I, might recommend i want to read hunter hunter but it's you can't you have to buy it it's not on the shonen like it's on the shonen jump app but it's not on there to read like you can buy it through the shonen jump app which is really mm-hmm. frustrating because it's the same author as Yu Yu Hakusho, which I love, um, like the anime. Mm-hmm. I have I've got like four issues of the Japanese manga here, uh, like the first four issues, which I should read, try and read, but it was, it'll mm-hmm. take me ages because my Japanese is so bad. But um, yeah, like you know, just check out the Shonen Jump app because like two bucks for that much manga. Like you know, they've got sports manga, they got stuff like Promise Neverland, they got the shonen battle manga they got they got gag manga they got everything they, they've got a manga about mm-hmm. it's like called dolphin and hard-boiled detective or something and it's yeah. about a detective who moves to okinawa and his partner is a dolphin yeah and the dolphin is stacked he's just this giant beefy dude <laughs> yeah uh so like um, yeah they've got they've got everything like anything you could want on there check it out yeah um yeah, I like. I would echo that as well. Like, I picked up the first volume of Hunter Hunter because I was like, "Well, I gotta know. It looks interesting." Um, 
and I will I will read that in the nearish future. Um, but yeah, I'd really recommend the Shonen Jump app. It's just so good for the for the money, the, especially when like Marvel Unlimited is ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yes, Marvel Unlimited, you know, has more, but you know, it's six months behind the current stuff. Like you're getting everything, like yeah. day and date it comes out. Like even the Jap- well, like the Japanese release, even I think so. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, so if you want to keep up so, with yeah. some Japanese manga, that's the way to do it. So, Andre, as you're not a regular host of the show, you are our first guest. Um, uh, normally, we don't uh, kind of share our social media, all that sort of stuff. But as you're a guest, where can people find you and what 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 should people do uh, for you uh, as a favor? Well... Uh, donate donate to my OnlyFans. No, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Coolslaw C O O L S L four W, and go, go listen to the regular the gaming podcast we do. Uh, on like t- over two hundred episodes now, I think almost two hundred. We're, we're approaching two hundred. I don't know what is it. Yeah. I got. I I'm the host, and I, I think we're like one hundred and sixty something. One hundred fifty nine. We're at one sixty. Uh, but that's always yeah. good fun and. We, we talk about video games out. Go go listen to Gaming Fix, fix.space, read my reviews. I got one for their medium up. I'm going to think write one for Demon Souls this week. Maybe? I don't know. That's that's cool. irrelevant. Um, now, uh, this episode's actually going to go out after Gaming Fix this week because it'll go out in the middle of next week. Um, go listen to episode so, 161 or 160 if you haven't you listened go. to it yet. Any episode. <laughs> <laughs> so if you read any of the comics we discussed or you liked or disliked the show and want to let us know about it you can email us at comics at fix.space or you can tweet at us at fixpodcasts please rate and review us on your podcast service of choice as that helps more people find the show thank you to jeff davis for our wonderful intro music for editing the show and thanks everyone for listening and we'll be back next week with the penultimate episode of wandavision Vision.